rumor has it he dropped the pen before actually being able to sign the AEW contract. Here's the chitcher. What is going on, guys? This is Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to does the early bird really get the worm? Because Shades, no early bird. He hates waking up early. I despise it. If I'm sleeping and like a deep dead sleep, let me die. (laughs) Thrill, on the other hand. I'm the opposite. Polar opposite. I am definitely a morning person. I'm up with the sun. I'm the guy making breakfast. I'm the guy going out and doing stuff before those, you know, it's even 10 a.m. I've already run all my errands for the day. Yeah, a quick quick backstory before we get into the episode. Oh, boys. Uh, we were on vacation at our friend's summer house <laughs> in Pennsylvania, and I, I believe it was every day. Thrill was up at like 5.30 in the morning. Mind you, we're going to sleep at like 5 o'clock. <laughs> He's like, what? Half hour sleep? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Or remember when we'd go, like have house parties and I'd be the first one to wake up and make breakfast for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about thrills and my exploits as the youth. We're here to talk about the wrestling. We're here to talk about the grapples, not so much the apples. I go for and no. Apple sounds pretty. I've had an apple for breakfast two days in a row. Oh man, lucky. Yes, you are listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples, the number two apples. You don't like SoundCloud? We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on your grandmother's uh, stationary phone. It doesn't matter where you're listening. (laughs) As long as you're listening. As always, I am one of your hosts. The very sensual. The very doit. Mr. Sunglasses at night himself, your boy, the general, your champion, the longest reigning grapples to apples champion, mind you. Shades. Join. That could change this weekend. It may. It may. It may. We'll get into that. We'll get into that after. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. As always, I am joined by my hetero life mate. Tell him who you is. Ill will, the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's what I'll be, because baby, that's who I is. Come on now. Thrill. Thrill. Yes, sir. There was some, some news that happened this week. There's some pay-per-view going on this weekend. But but the real meat and potatoes of this podcast is how I, Shades, have brought great honor and tradition to the Grapples Apples World Championship. And it would be a shame. It would be a shame for me to have to defend my championship also on the fall harvest. But because I am a fighting champion, I have to do this. Are you done? Now, are you done with the wah wah wah? Are you done? No, not yet, not yet. Let me let me wah wah a little bit a little bit longer. <laughs> a little bit longer. If I win tonight, when, excuse me. Nay, when I when I win tonight. Sunday night. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. What are you talking? 
I've been hitting a little bit of the adult beverages. <laughs> adult beverage, as you say. Adult beverage, yes. Uh, when I went on Sunday, I'm not out of the woods. Because you or Ray have the opportunity to steal. Because that's what you're doing. You're stealing the Grapple Staples Championship from Brownie, who's been in my life for the better part of three months right now. Now, I'm going to try to appeal to your human side. <laughs> and I may have to grease some palms on Ray's side. Don't cash in on me right away. Right? Let me let me let twenty twenty's been a bad year. Right? Let's let's end it on a good let's get it on a good note. You know, let's let's get let's get shades <laughs> to twenty twenty one, right? Twenty twenty one, boom. You guys can do whatever you want. This has been such a bad year. 2020 needs a victory. And that victory is Shades being Grapple Samples champion. Or, or, if you do cash in tonight, I'm going to do what the President of the United States is, and I'm going to say, no, you didn't win. And I'm going <laughs> to hold the belt hostage. You're going to put out tweets, I won by a landslide. <laughs> yeah, I won by a landslide. The, the numbers are skewed. Those are fake results. <laughs> fake. Those are fake results. Those matches did not happen. Why are we counting matches that happened after the first match? Yes. <laughs> after the pre-show. Everyone knows after the pre-show, it's over. Oh my god! Oh uh, my god! Anyway, <laughs> this, to, to all jokes aside, this is the first time that I'm not confident about leaving a pay per view as champion. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. You did this. See, I did. I did. You know why? Didn't expect to be the champion for this long. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about three months here. Yeah, well. three months. This is my third defense. And what's funny is that on Sunday, the the title could change hands twice. Yes, which I'm hoping it does. Um, if I lose, of course. But I mean, we'll we'll get to all of that because I mean we got a lot to talk about. Oh yes, sorry, <laughs> I got <laughs> as usual. I got distracted. <laughs> I got distracted talking about myself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thrill. We have uh, some championship changes. We have a scathing promo. We have the complete teams for both the men and the women's Survivor Series teams. We have a child-to-be, some signings, some pay-per-view announcements, and a union, possibly. But before we get into any of that, can the gracious, the, the, the very humble, the very friendly... Will the thrill do me one favor? What's that? Ring that bell. Well, thank you for massaging my ego. And so let's uh <laughs> let's let's proceed with some non-WWE news as I tend to do for y'all. It's been a short, it's been a pretty quiet week outside of WWE. Uh first things first, while it's been a quiet it's been a quiet week in terms of volume, it's been a loud week in terms of the significance. So first things first, there's a baby on the way. On this week's episode of AEW Dynamite, in the midst of his promo, John Mossy decides to just throw in there, just to kind of just throw that in there. 
that he's got a pregnant wife at home, announcing to the world that him and Renee Paquette are expecting their first child. So congratulations to the two of them. Little Moxley baby. There's a, uh, who was it? I was listening to somebody and they're like, you know, how parenthood changes you. Let's see if, you know, Moxley, Mr. You know, diving through glass and thumbtacks and all this other stuff, barbed wire, yada, yada, yada. Let's see if having a kid changes him and makes him kind of go away from that stuff a little bit. Okay. Um, I, I'll bring something to the attention real quick. Okay. So being a parent changes, you know, you're more safe. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, ask Jeff Hardy did it change. Ask Terry Funk Fair did point. it change. That's true. Ask Mick Foley did it change. Uh, or, Mick, or Mick already had kids before he started doing all the crazy stuff. What I'm saying is you have a kid regardless. No, I understand. But there are some people who, you know, once they have a kid, they might be like, hmm, that crazy stuff I used to do? Hmm, maybe nah. Yeah, but Mick had kids before he started doing all the hardcore stuff. Right. His kids were already a little older. You don't want yeah. your kids to grow up, you know, parentless. Yeah. And I mean, some, for some people, is, they don't, you know, they don't put two and two together. No. Oh. So, well, but listen, congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And, um, and Renee. Yeah, good for them. Um, so <laughs> the next bit of news made me laugh and it made me laugh only because I will never, ever for the rest of my life, forget the debut of, of this particular wrestler for this particular promotion. Cause it was just, it's unmatched. So what was it? Um, we just had full gear. So the last one was double double or nothing. Nothing, right. Yes. So add double or nothing. <laughs> For those of you who remember the show and who remember our recap and review, during the show, there was the wild card, the Joker card or whatever, and ended up being Matt Seidel. And Matt's, and as soon as he comes out, he goes straight to the top turnbuckle and shades without no, missing wait, a Wait, hold on, Diego. Oh, look, it's Matt Seidel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, Matt Seidel. I go, he's going to botch a suit in Star Press. That's, that's, that's what I was getting to. As soon as he starts making his way to the top turnbuckle, Shades goes, he's going to botch a shooting Star Press. And in my head, I'm like, no way. No way. And he botched the shooting Star Press. He slipped on the top turnbuckle, busted his butt, and it was, I, I, I stood there. With my hands over my mouth, just with, with just completely in disbelief. A, let this happen. And B, that Shay's just flat out was like, oh yeah, this is gonna happen. And then it happened. Unreal. It's one of two it's one of two things. Either I knew like I'm a fortune teller, or I'm <laughs> really good at guessing. <laughs> and and I've seen him botch it before and like I was like, uh Okay, he's gonna botch it this time, and he blamed it on the ropes being oiled up. Yeah, that wrestlers. was the thing that apparently there was like oil along the turnbuckle, and so he slipped on it. But regardless, I will never forget that in my life. And so this week it was announced that officially AEW has signed Matt Seidel. And as soon as I saw it, I replayed the whole incident in my head as it happened, and I laughed just because uh-huh. like I'll never, I'll, it'll never leave my brain. Oh. 
He's gonna botch a shooting star press. No, he's oh my god, he botched the shooting star press. <laughs> yeah, rumor has it he dropped the pen before actually being able to sign the AEW contract. Stop, stop it. <laughs> the last you're such a jerk. The last bit of, of news outside of WWE was the one that surprised me, I'm not gonna lie. Ring of Honor has announced their final battle 2020 pay-per-view for December 18th. Now, they hold this event every year in December. Um, I could have been at probably the best one that they've ever had, but whatever. Thanks for nothing, Matty Bizzle. Um, but this is also their first show outside of the pure tournament since COVID. Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious as to you know what we're going to get on this card. What is it going to look like? Um, where are they holding it? What's going to be the fan attendance policy? Because they've been pretty hush hush. Well, the final tournament battle, behind those doors. So the final battle is one of their bigger pay per views of the year, right? It's like right. that and like Death Before Dishonor. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Usually, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't this happen in? New York, like they do, like Roseland and stuff like that. Um, last year I think they were in Philly. Okay, but the year before that, the one that I was hoping to go to was at New York, the Hammerstein Ballroom. Hammerstein. Oh, Hammerstein it was Hammerstein. It was Hammerstein. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, they're not going to have it in New York because the governor yeah. is talking about uh, a second shutdown. Right. So if the second shutdown goes into effect, you know, uh, on the twenty first then I don't think I should be able to defend my Grapples Apples Championship because gatherings, uh, large gatherings and tournaments oh, and, and the like shouldn't be um, happening. So there will be I no gathering. Should... We could do it remotely and you'll still lose your title. Get over it. I think it should be null and void though. You know, like No, nonsense. We've held every other pay-per-view during the, the pandemic. The titles were on the line. Get out of no, but, the, but it wasn't – like we were in shutdown again. We were no, – you know, The title was still on the line during shutdown. Get out of here. Oh, okay. I was trying. I was just trying. <laughs> yeah, bet. last year. I'm sorry. Last year was in Baltimore. The three years Baltimore. prior were all in Hammerstein Ballroom. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, because in like 2016, my brother was like, "Yo, you want to go to an ROH show?" And I was just like, "Get the tickets," and he never did. Yeah. So we let's see: Philly, 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 Jersey. Uh, Manhattan, 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 Philly, Manhattan, 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 Baltimore. So I'll tell you, it happens mostly in the city. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be either the Hammerstein Ballroom in the city or the Manhattan Center Grand Ballroom in the city. Yeah, really wish I went to the one in 2018. Yeah. Anyway... That's pretty much all the news on my end, but oh boy, Shades, I hope you're drinking water because you got a lot going on on your side of the bucket. Yeah, it's it's going to be a mouthful. So, in WWE land, SAG after president says the group will directly engage with wrestlers. Now, you may be asking yourself, Shades, what's SAG after? Because I sure as hell didn't know what it was. I mean, I know what the SAG is, the Screen Actors Guild. Mm-hmm. Screen Actor Guild Award. 
SAG-AFTRA is the Screen Actors Guild American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. It's an American labor union representing approximately 1,600 film and television actors, journalists, radio personalities, recording artists, singers, voice actors, and other media professionals worldwide. Now again, Uncle Jeremy, not Shades this time. <laughs> Why would sag after be talking to wrestlers? Well, they are on TV. They're technically TV personalities. They're trying to unionize. And SAG-AFTRA is the biggest union for uh, celebrities. That's the best way to describe them. Celebrities or famous people. Entertainment uh, personalities. Okay. Entertainment personalities. Now, this is obviously... Um, uh, you know, smoke from the Zelina Vega firing and talking about unionizing and supporting unions on Twitter last week. And uh, we'll have more on the Zelina Vega story uh, in a little bit. But Thrill, you know a lot more about this than I did. Um, the politician. Andrew Yang. Andrew Jimmy Wang Yang. Stop. <laughs> he's um he's been big on trying to uh get the WWE to unionize wrestlers. Yeah. Does it happen? It's not gonna happen overnight. So <clears throat> the idea of unionizing professional wrestling has been here and there for decades it kind of comes up in like you know whenever there's a serious issue that goes on with like a professional wrestler's health or you know you hear about a wrestler who has these crazy concussion injuries or a wrestler who can't pay for their you know physical rehab or whatever um so there's always some sort of murmuring about with the unionization of professional wrestling. But over the last few years, it's really starting to pick up a little bit of steam. Last year, Andrew Yang um, pretty much went after Miss McMahon, both in social media and in a press release. Um, he did an interview with um, uh, oh God, uh, Chris Van Fleet, where he talked about unionizing professional wrestling. And I think he was the one who thought of the idea of introducing the wrestlers into the SAG-AFTRA because they're essentially actors is what they are. They're portraying characters on TV that are not who they really are in real life. Yeah. Even if they're featuring their real names, they're usually portraying a character with their name. Um, so after um, the whole thing happened with WWE shutting down wrestlers' uh Twitch and, you know, Cameo and all that stuff, that's when this really started to bubble up again recently because theoretically professional wrestlers as independent contractors do not owe any obligation to WWE to not uh, seek income elsewhere. As mm -hmm. long as they're not violating copyright laws by using WWE intellectual property, i.e. using the name xavier woods rather than his real name uh what is it austin austin uh, let's call him austin theory uh austin creed is creed is his real last name yeah 
Okay. So, i.e. using Xavier Woods rather than Austin Creed, um, as long as they're not violating copyright, you know, laws and stuff like that, theoretically, as independent contractors, they should be free to to uh, acquire income outside of WWE in whichever way that seems fit, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where this all came Oh, excuse from. me, Austin Watson. I was there you go. Con- I knew I, knew about, I was thinking right. about, no, I was thinking about um, Consequences Creed when, yeah. when he was in TNA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so theoretically, WWE should not have any right to shut down any of these people's social media pages or, you know, Twitch accounts or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. So that's where this started to bubble up because now you're being hypocritical. Are, are they independent contractors? In which case, this is completely fine. Or are they employees? In which case, okay, you have a right to tell them they can't do this. So Zelina Vega, and this is where she comes in in all this, was apparently making more money from her Twitch streams and her YouTube and all this other stuff than she was making on her guaranteed downside. Now, for those of you who don't know how WWE contracts work, is they're nothing like other professional sports. Because they're independent contractors, each wrestler has their own independent uh, salary. So they have a downside uh, salary which they are made to that they're going to make no matter what. So for example, they can say, "Okay, um, Biggie, you're going to make $100,000 for the year flat." Then they make more money from doing house shows, um, from merchandising revenue, and anything else that they're you know, that feature their licenses, toys, um, video games, video games, etc. So, before the pandemic, the downside was only one factor of your contract. You would make a ton more from doing house shows and others, and every in every other way of making money in WWE. But with the way that they're with COVID, there are no house shows, so people are making money on on the road. Um, so those downside contracts are starting to become the main source of income. So if you're someone at the bottom of the card, like Zelina Vega, you're not making Randy Orton money. You're not making AJ Styles money. You're not making John Cena money. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, the disparity between the top of the card and the bottom of the card is enormous, where you know, the Randy Orton's of the world are making millions per year where the riot squads of the world are making, you know, I don't know, 60,000 a year. Mm -hmm. If that, you know, they're making like you and I money almost. Um, so if you're Zelina Vega and you're making more money doing your stuff outside of WWE and WWE says, stop it or we'll fire you you know, it's really a no brainer for her. So she said, okay, I'm going to keep doing what I can do. And then she doubled down and opened up her fans only page where she can only, I'm sorry, her only fans page. So she can sell her cosplay pictures. Yes. Uh, the little, uh, horn dogs and the mouth breathers and the neck beards, the window lickers think that only fans <laughs> are for, uh, nude pictures. And that's not the case. And, yeah when they heard that Selena Vega is making an OnlyFans, they thought automatically it's going to be lewd or nude or like, um, crude, 
to keep along uh, with pictures. the journey theme. Yeah. Dude, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's not that's not what OnlyFans are originally for. You know, it's mm-hmm. to get personal content. Mm-hmm. It's more like a it's a Patreon. Also, you get you have yeah. per- personal content from that creator. Right. Um, there are celebrities who make. I think Bella Thorne on her first day making it an OnlyFans promised, uh, you know, nude pictures to her fans at like five dollars a clip for her her OnlyFans. She made a million dollars in one day. Jeez. So, I mean, if you want to see, you know, stuff that you can't see on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, you'll subscribe to the OnlyFans for a fee. So you'll pay a monthly fee. You can pay a three monthly fee, et cetera. Um, These are how, like, she can make more money. I mean, if, you know, 50, 50 people buy her OnlyFans at... $20 $20 a clip, you're, you're looking at an easy $1,000 right there. Mm-hmm. So yes. they can't, WWE can't do this. Mm-hmm. They had a, they had a major issue with her Twitch account, which was, she's, she was in the, like, she was like, it's not going to be up for long, but I don't see what the point was. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's 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 oh I was about to mm-hmm. you know, real uh, <laughs> TVMA just now. Um, it's terrible. Um, I hope that the like superstars are able to actually unionize because uh, it was Rowdy Piper that says there's no such thing as a um, you know retirement plan. For, for wrestlers, right? Like you, you don't get a pension. You know, I um, I'm not going to see my you don't you don't see your pension until fifty five or something like that, and I'm not going to see fifty five. And it's true, Rowdy Piper died like before that. Yeah. So the um, Wrestling Observer uh, Radio went and they admitted themselves that they don't know too much about this. And so someone actually who's a local representative of SAG-AFTRA <clears throat> emailed the show and they went on and talked about some of the, the minutia that would take place for this to, to be a thing. And so from what I remember, th- these are kind of the, some of the, thing, the things that we have to think about if we're going to unionize professional wrestling. <clears throat> so first things first, you have to have 30% of the wrestlers requesting to to unionize. Then, once you have that 30%, you have to put in place some sort of CBA. Much like um, all the professional sports leagues, they all have their own union, their own players association that creates their own CBA along with the league, whether it's the NHLPA, MLBPA, so on and so forth. So you would have to come up with a collective bargaining agreement where you can hash out all of the details. Um, What is going to be a minimum base salary? What kind of insurance is going to be in place? Is it going to cover paternity leave, maternity leave? Um, Will there be a pension plan in place? Um, What is going to be the minimum fee for uh, local local enhancement talent? 
Things like this all have to be worked out as part of the collective bargaining agreement. Vacation time, so on and so forth. Then you have to have 50% of the current roster agree to the current CBA in order, and, and then both sides have to agree on it also. So we're talking about a process that's going to take at least two years minimum before we even see anything happen. And you're talking about the pension. Well, the way that pensions work is that they pull it out of your salary. So that's also going to affect the the big numbers. Now we're talking about a company in WWE that is seeing record numbers of profits. So theoretically, they should have no problem sitting down with whatever representative becomes the the you know quote unquote player rep for this WWE PA, for so to speak. Um, they have they should have no problem sitting down with them and hashing all this stuff out. But this is something going to be where you know there's going to have to be give and take on both sides. You know what does vacation time look like? What does a base salary look like? There's going to be people at the top end like the Randy Orton's, John Cena's, and, and Brock Lesnar's who might be negatively affected by this. Because if you have a minimum base salary for your wrestlers and you have a general salary that you can afford to pay your wrestlers, you may have to take money out of Randy Orton's pocket to put it into... Um, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan's wallet, Exactly. You may have to take some money out of John Cena's wallet to put it into why can't I think of lower card wrestlers right now? Fandango. Fandang there you go. Fandango. And then that's another thing. Is this going to cover no, all I got it. Kona Reeves? Yeah. Oh man. It doesn't get it doesn't get more bottom of the card. <laughs> it doesn't get more bottom of the card than Kona Reeves. Um, how far does this extend to? So in the MLB, NHL, NBA, so on and so forth, they have their own collective bargaining agreement, but that does not affect their minor league players. So the, you know, I'm going to use hockey because that's what I'm most knowledgeable about. The NHLPA does not represent the AHL. They have their own thing going on. They only interact when there's two-way contracts, and that mostly affects the NHLPA side. So how does WWE structure this? Is it structured as Raw and SmackDown or mm-hmm. Raw, SmackDown, NXT? Or is it Raw, SmackDown, NXT and the training and the, the performance center? Because then are you going to be cutting into Brock Lesnar's salary to pay some model that you hired last week? Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a lot of little intricate things that have to be thought about before you can even think about putting some sort of union cba together and then you have to think about how this affects other promotions are you looking to unionize all of professional wrestlers as one giant union or are you going to do a league by league basis like like in professional sports and there's just wwe will have their own union and player representation and then AEW's on their own and ring of honor's mm-hmm. on their own and new japan is on their own you know that's there's so many things to think about and to dissect to that before we see any it's, it's going to be years before we see anything and that's one of the reasons why we never see anything people talk about it it's like oh it's a great idea and then you start hammering down the details and you go all right never mind forget it yeah it's, who's going who would 
would be the, the the representative for the wrestlers, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> well, you would have to think again if they do, and to me that makes the most sense is to follow the template of the professional, of the, the major professional sports leagues here in North America. If you follow that template, then the players' union, so to speak, is led by um, executives, lawyers, and selected players. Like Chris Paul is the president of the uh, NBA PA for the athletes. Mm-hmm. So, but then next, he's not the only representative. He's the players' rep. There's also lawyers and executives that are solely there to do the filings for the union stuff, which is another thing. You'd have to hire a lawyer and executives and representatives to do the legal stuff of the unionization. So that would be the case. I'm guessing you would have to have some sort of lawyer, at least one lawyer who's going to be your legal rep. And then at least one nominated and elected player rep or wrestler Mm -hmm. rep in this case. So someone who strongly believes in it, who has the support of the locker room, and you know who has the best interest of everyone in mind. Who Roman Reigns? Maybe I, that's the first thing that comes into my head because apparently he's a huge locker room leader. Apparently they love him in the locker room. That he's like you know the he's the taker of old. So that's the first thing that yeah. comes to my mind. But will he be a yes man for Vince? That's the thing. Well, there you go. That's 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 the that's the difference and the issue that you run into. Because unlike professional sports leagues, there's a creative hierarchy. In the NFL, you don't have to give two hoobies what Roger Goodell says. You go on the field and you play your ass off and you're gonna win some, you know, you do what you do on the field. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work the same professional wrestling. We've already yeah. seen that being the best at what you do does not put you at the top of the pile. Hmm. So, yeah, it's, there's a lot to think about. There's a lot to think about. Yeah. Um, to close out the uh, after Zelina Vega news, um, again, our Wrestling Observer uh, newsletter, Dave Meltzer cites a company source saying that Vega was told about her firing by Mark Carano. And then when she asked to talk to Vince, Carano reportedly told her that Vince didn't want to talk to her and that she was escorted out of the building. Mm. Um, so you didn't even have the stones to speak to her. You just kicked her out of the building. Oh, she, she's a nuisance. That's all he is to her. She's a nuisance that, does not, that he does not want to deal with, had to be dealt with, and it was dealt with. So, on to other WWE news. Alexa Bliss announces she's getting uh, she's her engagement to singer Ryan Cabrera. Now, I didn't hear about this on any social medias. Maddie Bizzle, the double Z, the double E, messaged us. Alexa Bliss is getting married. And he was not happy about it. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, I thought you guys were on live. Him and him, him and Minardi, Joey, was was thoroughly upset. 
I was like, I thought you guys loved Liv Morgan. What's going on? And I was like, oh, is it just any short blonde girl? (laughs) Yeah. There there were many broken hearts. I was not one of them. Yeah. I was like, congratulations, Alexa Bliss, on your engagement. Uh, Chelsea Green, undergoing surgery for a broken wrist, suffered during her debut match on NXT. No, on SmackDown. Oh, excuse me, SmackDown. Sorry. She still should be in NXT. Um, oh, man. Damn, man. <laughs> um, so she came up. She got injured. She went away again. She was slated to win that match to qualify and be the fifth member of Team SmackDown. Of team, yeah, Team SmackDown. SmackDown, yes. Um, but didn't work out that way. Instead, she re and this is a wrist that she had broken previously. The last time that she was out for months on NXT, it was the same wrist. So now she has to worry about this being a potential career threatening injury because the more you injure it, the more likely you are to injure it. And as a professional wrestler, if you, I mean, what are you going to do without a wrist? Yeah. You know? So hopefully, um, for her sake, I hope she she is okay, and uh, you know, hope I hope she finds a way to to make it back into her career. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the Thunderdome. We spoke about this last week about rumors of the Thunderdome moving to Tropicana Field. Well, now they are actually moving to Tropicana Field, December eleventh. Yeah. Yep. Are you ready? Are you, Are you ready? ready for redemption? Are you ready for an empty stadium? Because the baseball stadium is bigger than where they're at right now. <laughs> you idiots. That's not how the song goes? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, they're moving to the, th- uh, the Thunderdome's moving to Tropicana Field. On December 11th. Good luck paying more rent. I mean, it makes sense. MLB can't use it right now. They're not using it. It's the off season. Oh, and the NBA is coming back. Exactly. Uh, very shortly. NBA is coming back next month. And so instead of, you know, scheduling conflicts, just let's hop over to the unused building in Tampa. Oh. Speaking of the NBA, the Knicks, man, OB Toppin. Thoughts? Sure. Sure. He was. It was the, the the player of the year in college. Oh, was he? Yes. I didn't. This I did not follow college basketball at all this year, so I have yeah. no idea who was doing anything. I saw everyone was like, "Oh, welcome to Broadway." I was like, "Yeah, don't care. Make moves." He's a, he's, he's a kid from Brooklyn. Yeah, and I saw that. He was drafted by the Knicks, and if he doesn't use the number, like if his jersey number isn't number one. So he can be Obi One. Oh my They're, god! They, they dropped the ball on it. I'm just saying. They oh my the god! Moving on to the more WWE news. WWE. Well, they can because they just cut um, Bobby Portis, so another yes. one's available. Exactly. Obi One Kenobi. Oh my god! Terrible. WWE announced the settlement of a 39 million dollar class action lawsuit with the city of Warren. Fire, uh, the police and fire retirement system 
aka their pension fund. Now, the city of Warren is in Michigan, the state. It's a big state. It's a beautiful state. Um, <laughs> it's the state of states. <laughs> uh, the fund filed uh, the claim in March, alleging WWE executives deceived the investing public regarding WWE's business with their Saudi Arabia deal and artificially inflated their stock in doing so. They claim senior WWE executives sold more than $280 million worth of shares at fraud-inflated prices. The suit claimed WWE failed to disclose failed negotiations with the Saudi Arabia the Saudi Arabian government over a new broadcasting deal and that WWE didn't have the ability to expand operations to the Middle East as they had claimed to investors. So you're defrauding your investors. $39 million is not enough. It's a class action lawsuit. So that's $39 million divided by all the people that that's, are involved in this class action lawsuit. And, and that's why it's not enough. You know, and this is an entire, you know, Warren police and fire retirement system. So you got to think you're talking about at least 200 people. Uh, you're talking about hundreds of people. Yeah. Well, you're not talking about just active police officers or firefighters. You're talking about, the, you know, like people who work in the, the with them in, in the stations. Like these people probably invested as well. And. WWE only like selling for thirty nine million. Like them only selling for thirty nine million. I guess they didn't want like they couldn't afford like the legal fees to take on the 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 juggernaut that is WWE. It's possible. I mean, okay, so I don't know how big the city of Warren is, right? But let's say let's assume it's a small city. So let's assume we're talking about two hundred people, right? $39 million divided amongst 200 people is $195,000. Now, that's nothing to, to cough at, but we're talking about like a big corporation lying about, you know, investing about stock shares. Oh, oh, as of 2018, the city of Warren has a population. Of 134,587 people. All right, so that's got to be more than... It's probably more closer to like 500 then. Yes. So which means they get less. It's like 78 grand a piece? Uh, 78 grand ain't nothing to sneeze at. You throw $78,000 towards my way. Man, my debts are paid off. I'm going on vacation. COVID began. <laughs> But if you're, you know, some people put their life savings into stocks, exactly investments, and seventy-eight thousand, it can change your life or my life, right? It, it, it may not change somebody else's life, you know. We could we, we could be talking about a family of six, you mm -hmm. know, and this is their main source of income. This is gonna cover them for a year, maybe. Yeah. You know? Oh, man. So, that is the news for the WWE. Now, let's let's talk some, some... Let's not get too crazy into the weekly stuff, but there's a few things that we have to discuss. So, first things first, we do have 
the big Monday Night Raw, Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre for the Randall WWE Keith. Championship. Randall, Randall, Keith. Um, I'm simultaneously annoyed with the outcome and happy with the outcome. So Drew McIntyre wins and regains the WWE Championship. I'm happy about that. I want Drew to be the WWE Champion. What bothers me is, why did we have to do this? Yeah. Why did he have to lose to Randy Orton to begin with just to pick it up at the Raw before Survivor Series? Now, what I'm hearing is, oh, well, you know, Randy's got to win one. No. No, he doesn't. Why does he have to win one? He beat him on the Monday Night Raw before. Exactly. So why does he have to win one? It's dumb. What? Oh, so you can have another week, uh, another the third year in a row, a fourth year in a row, a title change just before Survivor Series? Come on. Yeah. So you have Randy Orton get one step closer to uh, that immortality of being, you know, the multiple time, you know, world champion. Um my opinion on this is he's a compiler. Like it's not yeah. his fault because it's the booking, but right. they they showed a um a, a stat of Randy Orton's title reigns. He's only had three reigns that go over a hundred days out of fourteen wow. championships. Hmm. His first reign was twenty seven days. He's also like twenty one years old or something like that. Twenty four. Twenty four. Give you a rain for each day you were alive. <laughs> for each year you were alive. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was cool, you know. Um, Seamus brought out like a, a chest, not a chest, it was in the back actually. Um, he showed Drew McIntyre uh, the kilt and he steps out of frame and comes back with the Highlander sword that uh, Drew McIntyre's gimmick was in FCW. And this just shows that uh, him and Sheamus are definitely going to get into a feud after Survivor Series. Because they had a great feud in FCW. Like, their work in FCW together was fantastic. And if you have time to do to watch that, go back on the WWE Network and watch some FCW stuff. So Drew wins. Oh well, Randy gets himself disqualified by hitting him with a chair, and then it becomes a no disqualification match, and then Drew McIntyre wins. Yeah. And I'm just like, yawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yawn. So Yawn. now at Survivor Series, we get Randy, and I'm sorry, at Survivor Series, we get Drew McIntyre, the WWE Champion, versus Roman, Reign, Roman Reigns, excuse me. The Tribal Chief. The Universal Champion, which leads into this past Friday's SmackDown, where they have their contract signing. And again, this is just Roman doing the best work that Roman's done. So they have, you know, the long table. Obviously, Roman at one end, theoretically, and Drew at the other side of the table, right? Before you start, before you continue, I'm okay. sorry. Okay. 
When the hell have we ever had a contract signing for Survivor Series? Yeah, but you, this is, they do contract signings for this. No, but didn't we have that for um, nope. AJ and Brock? No. No, because no, AJ wanted the go-home show. No, AJ Daniel lost Bryan. the go-home show. Uh, Daniel Bryan uh, beat. Uh, that's when uh, – I, I can't help. Yeah, I can't speak AJ right took it off of gender. I, wasn't yes. that also the go-home show? Yes, and then Brian took it off of AJ in the go-home show for Correct. Survivor Correct. Series. So that's what I was getting at also, yeah. And then I don't remember last year. I don't remember last year either. Uh, was, well, continue. I'll, I'll do some research. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> so you have your, your, you know, your table supposed to be, you know, gender. gender. Jesus Christ. Um, Drew on one side of the table, Roman at the other side, and then theoretically... Adam Pierce, who was, you know, doing the contract signing at the head of the table in between the two. Oh, that's why. Okay. This is when they had NXT in it last year. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And it was it was Brock versus Ray. They didn't have a champion versus champion thing. Right, right. Uh, so they have the table set up in the middle. Drew comes out first. Drew's already sitting in his chair. And Adam Pierce is kind of like leading Roman to his chair, which is supposed to be across from Drew. But instead, Roman looks at Adam Pierce and he signals him like, yo, get out of my chair. Mm-hmm. So that at he's sitting at the head of the table and mm-hmm. Drew is off to the side of him. And I'm like, ooh, okay. I like that. Nugget number one. Um. And then Roman cuts his promo, and he's like, you know, I'm glad you won the championship. You know, I told you to go out and get it, and you got it. You know, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you, man. But I'm going to tell you the same thing that that Paul told me a few years back. You're the right dude in the right place at the wrong time. Oh. He's like, this is my SmackDown. This is my WWE. I'm the face of WWE. You're the guy that they get when I'm busy. Mm. He's like, you're the secondary champion. I'm the main guy. When they can't get a hold of me, when I'm busy doing something else, when I have other obligations, that's when they come to you. That's what you're here for. Mm. And that cuts deep like a knife, but it's perfect. That's what Roman should be saying. That's what he should be thinking. Mm. You know? And Drew's just like, look, you can say whatever you want. I know you're just trying to get me mad. But it's not going to happen. On He's like, please, underestimate me. Underestimate me because on Sunday, you won't be ready for the war. And Roman is just like, you don't give me advice. I give you advice. And then I forgot what the last bit of advice he gave. Uh, the advice he gave him was like, whatever. But the point that, that Roman was making in his promo was that he is the guy. He's been there. It's his show. Drew's new at this. He's a baby. You're, you're, you're a kid sitting at the adults table, basically. Drew McIntyre's um, been wrestling for like 20 years. but, <laughs> but, but Yeah, but story is story. WWE doesn't acknowledge that. Uh-huh. Um, 
So then, oh, so then Roman leaves, right? Um, he's walking out to his music, and he gets halfway up the ramp, and they change the music to Drew's music. And Roman smirks, and he goes, huh, cute. They're playing his music. Let them. And he walks, and he and he keeps walking. And I'm like, oh, God. Man. Like, Roman is just firing on all cylinders right now. Mm-hmm. Just even something like small like that. He didn't have to acknowledge that. He could have just kept, because like at that point, uh, Drew McIntyre is jawing at Roman from the ring. You know, oh, wait until Sunday, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to kick your head and yada, yada, yada. And Roman is ignoring him, just walking away. And then the music changes. And for him to stop and smirk and say something, huh, that's cute. They're playing his music now. Let them. Like, he didn't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. But even that is showing, like, a, a level of arrogance and, and, like, he's patronizing him. Oh, that's, it's adorable. What? It's okay. It's, oh, no, 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 no. It's okay. Let them play his music. It's okay. It's, it's like, you know, you're placating the little kid. Oh, my gosh. I just. <sighs> so good. Yeah. Um, people are upset that Roman is making the Universal Championship feel more important than, like, more prestige than the WWE Championship. And I was like, this is what he's supposed to do. Yeah. It's a newer title. He's supposed to He's supposed to have that arrogance. Like, I'm the better champion. My championship is more important because it's on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. SmackDown is more important than Raw because I run SmackDown. What do you people not get? Like, are you that like, oh, this is real. The, Bret Hart was WWE champion. He wasn't universal champion. It, it's more important. It's not It's not a, a fact of the history. The history is always important. It's which belt is more important currently. Mm-hmm. And the universal championship on Roman Reigns' shoulder, head and shoulders more important than the WWE championship. That has prestige already. And it's funny because for years, ever since they did the first brand split, whatever title was on Raw was the one that was treated like the real title. When it was the World Heavyweight Championship and Triple H was holding it on Raw, that was treated like the top belt over the WWE Championship over on SmackDown with JBL and John Cena. Mm-hmm. You know, and this was always uh, an issue yeah, that not, I've not always John had. Cena. Let's let's John not, not John Cena. John Cena <clears> brought, <throat> brought the WWE Championship back to being more important than the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, but when this John first got it, it was he was still like you know second level to the to the World Heavyweight Championship on Raw. Mm-hmm. So that was something that always bothered me, is that WWE didn't care about the title; they cared about the show. Mm-hmm. Now. There, it's not about the title or the show. It's about the person carrying it mm-hmm. and how they're presented. And I think that's the way it should be. You know, it shouldn't be, oh, whichever shows on Raw is the top belt. No. I mean, I prefer the WWE Championship be the one held in the highest regard. But if it happens to be that the guy who is a universal champion is making the universal championship more relevant, than the guy holding the WWE championship, what am I supposed to do? And that's, per- the, and that's no disrespect to Drew. Mm-hmm. It's just Roman is doing unreal work right now. It's a perfect example of the Universal Championship. The Universal Championship didn't feel important on Brock Lesnar because he was never around to defend it. Mm-hmm. 
they thought that it was going to be important because he wasn't around to defend it. But um, this case, more is more, not less is more. If we saw it more, we'd feel more important because Brock mm-hmm. was defending it. Roman is around a lot. Roman is doing fantastic heel work, fantastic promo work. The championship just changed hands twice in a 30-day span. WWE championship, I mean, it feels less important right now. Mm-hmm. Roman's doing the work. I like. I. I I'm happy with. Like, I'm okay because you know me. I'm a stickler for like history, mm-hmm. and it's the WWE championship above everything. Especially when AJ was the champion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm okay with the Universal Championship feeling more important right now because Roman is doing better work. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, Shades, as we talked about the the positive things going on, this reminds me, in the world of professional wrestling, there are good seats. And in the in the case of Grapples to Apples World Champion Shades, there <laughs> there may be some bad seeds this weekend. But at the end of the day, they all contribute to the tree, to the garden, to the forest that is professional wrestling. So, would you like to go first, or shall I go first? Uh, I still got to think. Say again. I still I still have to think about my my. Uh... Okay. All right. Um, my good seed is going to go to what we just finished talking about, which is Roman Reigns' work. I I continue to be impressed by his promos, by the little details that he's putting into his his character work. Um, just top level stuff. Um. I kind of want to give a small little shout out to. No, never mind. We'll talk about that later. No, no but, you can. This is your show. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm going to give my good seed to Roman. Um, and my bad seed. Oh, man. Where do I even begin? I could just say Raw as a whole. I was watching Raw. I was watching Raw, turned it off, and started watching Hamilton again because I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on the way they've booked the Survivor Series team for the women's division, both good and bad, and all the bad is on the Raw women's team. Mm. So before we go, and that's what I was going to give my my not my head nod to, was the SmackDown women's team. So I'm going to say this. I'll give my good seed to Roman. I'll give my bad seed to the Raw women's Survivor Series team, and then I'll get into more detail when we do the predictions in a minute. Okay, so um, I don't have a good seed, so I'm just going to piggyback off of yours. Okay. Um, no Moxley and Paquette? I, I'm surprised you didn't go there. Oh, yeah, Not every child being born is like on Shade's radar. No offense to Moxley <laughs> and, and Renee. Um, uh, my bad seed is the fact that I have to defend my Grapples Apples Championship this Sunday <laughs> after falling down a ladder at work. I'm injured. You know, you shouldn't have to be able to defend it, but yeah. But seriously, um, my bad seed 
goes to the WWE and uh, everything. The the class action <laughs> lawsuit, um, the, the Zelina Vega stuff, everything. All right, fair enough. So it's that time, y'all. It is time for Predictionist. It's time. It's time. It's Vader time. It's Predictions time. This upcoming Sunday, November 22nd, 2020, is WWE Survivor Series 2020. It is also the final farewell for The Undertaker. <sighs> 30 years of Undertaker. Undertaker's farewell. And the best of the best. Word. So Live? Live. From, From the, the Thunderdome, right? No, it's the Amway Center. The Thunderdome. At, no. at the Amway Center. No, no, it's not the Thunderdome. It's just the Amway Center. The Thunderdome! The Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Yeah, it's, it's the Thunderdome. <laughs> it's their last, last pay-per-view in the Thunderdome. Yeah. Nice. Real nice. All right. So let, let's let's get this party going, cracking, shellacking. Let's get this party started right. So there's one show listed on the pre-show, and it is the dual one brand. Match. I'm sorry, what did I say? One show listed on the pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> there is one match listed on the pre-show. Which is a dual brand battle royal with participants to be announced. So, how can I pick a winner if I don't know who's going to be there? <laughs> I don't know. Tucker? Tucker. Uh, I don't know. Tucker. Um, uh, I'm actually going to go with Tucker just because it's funny. I'm going to go R Truth. Okay, that's fair. All right, that's cool. Two guys in the 24-7 division. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, listen, whoever gets this one right deserves to win. Say again? Whoever, whoever gets this one right. You know what? Oh, I, yeah, yeah. No, nah. yeah. You, yeah. I was going to go Bobby Roode. Mmm. Okay. Now that I'm actually thinking about, like, um, superstars. Alistair Black could win it. No, he can't. <laughs> uh, MVP. That dude, Alistair Black, is not going to win anything ever, anytime soon. Again. Oh, Mustafa Ali's going to win it. Oh, that's a good shout. Mustafa Ali's going to win it. They just right. beat the Raw team this this week. Like they're they're going to start building momentum. Mustafa Ali's going to win it. That's a good shout. I'm, are you I'm staying with Tucker? Or are you... I'm staying with Tucker because it's funny, bro. You have the the full harvest. This is not time for jokes. Sweatpants, bro. <laughs> I'm sweating. Sweatpants. Oh, sweatpants. Bro. Sweatpants. Tucker. <laughs> He's going with sweatpants. <laughs> I'm going with sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> sweatpants. Oh. Alright. You know, you know fun something funny is that if I retain tonight and Ray wins, 
this would be the first person out of my inner circle to win the Grapple Apples Championship. <sighs> By the way, how did we not talk about the inner circle in Vegas? Man, their stuff is... Th- oh my god, I lost my mind. Yeah, you, I'm, yeah, I'm you, sorry. You, you don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that, I'm, that, I'm, pause, <laughs> that pause to the yeah was like... Don't care. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you, but like, we it, it it went that way already. It's gone. We've gone too far back. I can't. I'm not turning around. Okay. Okay. Let's let's write this ship again. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it's like when you leave your house and you forget something, and you're already like down the block. You're like, uh, I've gone too far. Yeah. Yeah. If I if I'm down one step, I've gone too far. Bro, are you kidding? if I'm if I'm down by stairs in my own house, I will not go back upstairs for anything. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's gonna stay here unless it's my phone. That's it. Nah, I went to work the other day without my phone because I was like, oh, love my phone went too far. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. So the first match on the card is listen on Wikipedia. This is not the actual order. Is the Men's Survivor Series elimination match. Five on five. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Team Raw consists of AJ Styles, the great, the phenomenal AJ Styles, Limitless Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and the original bro, Riddle. Taking on Team SmackDowns, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins. <sighs> And Otis. Uh, Team Raw has been dysfunctional all leading up to Survivor Series, but they're going to win. I have the same exact thought. I think their their dysfunction will get them to like a 3-1 deficit, and the last man standing is going to pull it out. Keith Lee. Either him or, or Riddle. Yeah. Either Keith Lee or Matt Riddle is going to end up Pulling a three from three to one, coming behind and winning. Yeah. So we agreed on that. Yes. The second match listed on the card is the women slapping your belly. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I'm slapping my calves. (laughs) Oh. My bad. Um, the next match is the women's five-on-five Survivor Series elimination match. So I wanted to oh – God, these, these these two teams are so opposite. Mm-hmm. The Raw team is an abomination to wrestling. And yeah, Shanna two, Baylor. Two, two legits. Like Nia Jax feels legit because she's a monster. And ba- – well, I just dropped something. Um <laughs> <laughs> and Shayna Baszler is Shayna Baszler. Everyone and else. Then, and then you have the walking punching bag that is Lana. You have Lacey Evans, who no one cares about. Oh, yeah, and I actually they, got into an argument with somebody on uh, a wrestling page about Lacey Evans. I saw that because you <clears throat> wanted to be a Charlotte surprise. and Charlotte like, and or Rhea Ripley surprise. Right. Like, What's everyone's deal with with Lacey Evans? I'm getting sick of it. And I was like, she's I didn't whack. say anything. I didn't say it. you think she's whack. I think she's okay. I just think that Charlotte coming back or um, Rhea Ripley 
being debuted would have be been better. That'd be bigly. Also, I'm still sour about they broke up the Iconics just to put Peyton Royce in a tag team with Lacey with Evans. With Lacey Evans. Exactly. And they because What's-Her-Name got hurt, Mandy Rose gets hurt, they pull out her and Dana Brooke and replace them with Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. Like, no. Failure. All the failure. This team makes me sick. And then on SmackDown, other than the last person on this team... I could not disagree more. Bianca Belair, she's great. I'm glad she's getting a spot to shine. You couldn't agree more. I couldn't. I mean, like the way I feel in contrast to Raw. Mm. I couldn't disagree more. Um, but yes, I, I love Team SmackDown. Bianca Belair, great. I'm glad she's getting a spot to shine. We all know how I feel about Ruby Riot. Liv <laughs> Morgan, I feel like she's she's earned her spot. Bailey is obviously one of the best women in the, in the entire company. And then there's Natalia. So, like... Uh, the, the reason they put Natalia in is because if they put the GOAT, Tamina, in, SmackDown was going to win easily. <laughs> it would have been a clean sweep. It would have been a clean sweep. But Tamina wanted off that night. So, like every other night. I <coughs> would love to see this team SmackDown mop up Team Raw. Yeah, they won't do it. They're going to eliminate Ruby Ryan and Liv Morgan within the first five minutes. They're going to be eliminated in a heartbeat, which is so frustrating. Um, and then you're going to have Bianca Belair, Bailey, and Natalia are going to have to fend off the rest of these five clowns. You're going to have Shayna and Nia Jax going to be the powerhouses, and you're going to end up with like Bianca Belair is going to come just short versus Baszler and Nia Jax. So you have Raw winning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, no. Ugh. Can't you see it, though? Can you not see it? I, I, too, saw Raw winning simply because I don't see anybody believably eliminating Nia Jax unless they all do their finishers on They've Nia done it Jax. before. Yeah. Whether she gets herself counted out, she gets herself DQ'd, or they, they do the, the signature tree, like you said just now, where they all hit their finishers on her. They've done it before. Not only that, but maybe she puts Lana through a table, and that's how she gets counted out. But she never shows that she's hurt after putting Lana through the table. So I don't know. Yeah. Or you're gonna have Lana be victorious, um, to earn the respect of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, and then she's still gonna get put through a table. Oh God, I hate it. But Raw's gonna win. They yeah, have no I have, business I have winning. winning. Yeah, I have Raw winning. They have no Endless- business winning. Listen, uh, everyone gives a lot of like guff to Nia Jax, but every Samoan drop she's put Lace, um, Alana through, like the table, she's always tucked her head. Yeah, yeah. The Samoan drop is one of the few moves that Nia has down pat. Yeah. So, but yeah, ugh, makes me sick. Uh, moving on to the third match: Bobby Lashley, United States Champion for Raw. Sami Zayn, Intercontinental Champion for SmackDown. Bobby Lashley. I'm going Bobby Lashley. I think Sami Zayn comes out with like some weird roll-up or something. Mm. Everyone's calling this a squash. Um, oh, God. I can't see them doing... Like a raw dominant performance again, 
They just did that a few years ago to SmackDown. That's okay. I I have something I have something for it. Don't worry. SmackDown gets no love, son. Two wow. years ago was the six and zero. Last year NXT won dominantly five two and two. I got it. I got something. I got something afterwards. Don't worry. So you're gonna choose Zane? Or are you going Bobby Lashley? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I don't know. <clears throat> this could go either way, in my opinion. I could see it being a squash. I could totally see it being a squash, but I could also see Sami Zayn pulling out some sort of like roll the tights on the ropes kind of thing. Mm. Not if MVP's at ringside. Oh, that's a good point. You're going to have the hurt business there. Oh, dang it. Whatever. I'm going Sami Zayn. Got to do it. Got to roll the dice, right? If I'm going to win this fall harvest, I got to roll the dice. Got to go with my gut. I'm going to say Sami Zayn. Yeah. Okay. So the next match is the tag team match between the New Day, Kofi and Xavier Woods, versus the Street Profits of Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. To me, this might be my lock of the night. I'm going the New Day. Ooh, I'm going the Profits. Really? Yeah, uh, the New Day is really established. Um, yes. They don't, need, they don't need to win this. I agree um, 100%. Keep going. Uh, but I, 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 the Profits need to feel more, more legit. Like, You're so late. They, so I think the Street Profits are going to win. This is definitely not my lock of the night. And that's why I think you're wrong. Um, you're, the New Day has no business winning this match. The Profits need this match. And they're not going to get it. They won on SmackDown in the eight-man tag match. They came up looking strong. They got the, the final pin. I think... That was, okay, Profits, you're not going to win on Sunday, but you'll win tonight. I think mm. the WWE still likes their cash cow, and they're going to milk their cash cow. I think the New Day wins it on, on Sunday. I don't hate it, but I'm still going to stay with the Profits. Yeah, no, I, I totally hear you. Logically speaking, if this was booking for any other promotion, I'd say Street Profits wins. But the WWE, I feel like they're going to do the New Day. Not to mention, there are big on Montez Ford. I hear you, buddy. I hear you. All right. So the next match, Raw Women's Champion Asuka, SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks. I'm going Asuka with a friendly handshake after the match. Mm. This is where I start to feel conflicted between what I want and what I think. Mm. Asuka's beaten Sasha before on Smackdown they asked um, Sasha does Asuka have your number and there's uh, Sasha needs to be established as a Smackdown Women's Champion who can can win big matches so I'm going to go Sasha okay um I have backstory for that. Um, the reason that Asuka wins, Bailey is going to come out on SmackDown. She says, if I was SmackDown Women's Champion, SmackDown would have won this match. And they could have continued that Sasha Bailey storyline. 
Yeah, but I mean, they're not going to. Remember, Sasha's currently doing the Carmella thing. What I'm saying is it's just a an option that they can have. That's fair. And Bailey can say, who's Carmella? Carmella's been off TV for X amount of, to- uh, X amount of time. I've been around. I've been the longest reigning women's champion. And I would have won that the Raw Women's you know, the, the Survivor Series match and so on and so forth. That's it. But then that's predicated on her winning the Survivor Series match also. Because she's not going to she blame it on her team. She can blame it on her team. I didn't lose. My team lost for me. Mm. Mm, okay. I don't think so. So they're kind of like showing her to be the quote unquote captain. So mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. If she loses that match, I don't think she can talk to Sasha for losing. Mm-hmm. I'm going raw. Okay. Um, and then the last match, Roman versus Drew. In my opinion, you can't have a finish here. Mm. You can't do it. It's got to be a no, a, a no contest or a double count out or like you can't. If you're going to have a finish, you can't be clean. It's got to be a DQ or something. It can't. You can't do it clean. Neither one of these two guys can afford a loss right now. You're Roman still, definitely can't. You're building this this character for Roman. And on top of that, on the other side, you're trying to build Drew as a credible top guy. Mm. Neither one of these two guys can afford a loss. So you're going no contest. Um, oh, man. Do I want to go no contest? And no contest would be also double count out. Uh, you know, yeah, either. An, right. Or do I go with the DQ finish? But you'd have, still have to choose a person. Right, exactly. It's either going to be Roman gets DQ'd and Drew wins, or it's a non-finish. You have to choose one. Um, I'm going to say there's no clear winner. Either no it's going to be a... No contest or a draw or a double count out or double DQ, something like that. I'm going Roman Reigns lock of the night. Oh, oh, really? You're locking I'm Roman, it? I'm going Roman Reigns lock of the night. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. That's That's a heavy lock. That is a heavy lock. And I'm okay with it. Okay. So, to recap, you have Raw, Raw, Lashley. Yeah, I have Raw, 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 SmackDown. SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown. SmackDown. And what I was going to finish my, my statement with is Roman can be so upset at uh, the SmackDown locker room. Like he'll have them all at ringside in the ring. And he's like, What are you guys doing? You embarrassed me. You embarrassed our, our what you our, our brand oh, that's good. by losing. And he can just run down the roster. That's good. Because it's like you're our champions. Sami Zayn, you're our intercontinental champion and you lose to Raw. I like that a lot. Sasha, you lost to 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 you know 
uh, Asuka. Like, Again? You guys don't just you guys don't deserve to be champions. Yeah, but then where's the payoff there? He's not gonna wrestle Sasha. He's not gonna <laughs> fight Sami Zayn. But he'll have like Jay Uso beat Sami Zayn. Or um I don't know, have Tamina beat uh, Sasha in a feud with Sasha and lose. You know? I, I love the idea. I just I just don't know what the payoff's gonna be. <clears throat> but then, yeah, so okay, so you got Raw, 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 SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown. I'm going Raw, Raw, SmackDown, Raw, Smackdown, Raw SmackDown, SmackDown, nothing. No contest. And then we have Raw, Raw, Raw winning the Battle Royal. Yeah. Ducker. <laughs> Big Sweat Brother Ducker. Sweatpants. Sweatpants. Oh man. Anyway, oh, man. ladies and gentlemen, you can listen to us on soundcloud.com slash grapples apples. That's grapples the number two apples. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Play, you got Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, our radio, doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash grapples apples. Again, that's grapples the number two apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe, do whatever you gotta do to put us in as many eyes and ears as humanly possible. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's why, because baby, that's who I is. Join remotely by my head or life, man, my man, tell him who you are. Man of the hour, man with the power, too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, rise at the top, your boy, the general, and still your champion, Shades. Don't forget to tune in this weekend for our Survivor Series recap and review episode where we will determine whether or not Shades retains his Grapples at Apples World Championship and we will hopefully have a final determined winner of the Fall Harvest, whether that's going to be myself or Ray. We'll see what happens. But don't forget to check out our episodes last week, this week, next week, and every other week because an apple a day keeps bad wrestling away. Peace. Peace and love.